right, everybody, it's been a bit, but we're back with another episode of Pass, Play, or Purchase. This is your host, Kevin. And this is Leanne. As always, thanks for listening. So today we're going to take a look at Fort as well as its expansion, Cats and Dogs. So the game originally came out in 2020, uh, was designed by Grant Brodyk, maybe? Uh, you know, again, as usual, always appreciate any feedback on the pronunciation. Uh, the artwork, though, is by Kyle Ferrin, uh, who is pretty well known for the leader games, uh, did Roots artwork, and then I would assume he's also done some of their, I guess, newer releases. So if you're already familiar with the style, it's very distinct, I guess I kind of look at it. Uh, and I mean that in a good way, well, personally at least. Uh, it's, a, it's a style that I, I don't know what to say, I, not that I gravitate towards, but I, I appreciate, I guess. I mean, there's something about the aesthetic that I like. But anyway, uh, in this game, you and up to three other people will play as a kid. Uh, or if you're a kid playing it, I guess you, you already have that role. Oh, jeez. Uh, and you are trying to build the best fort by recruiting other friends, gathering toys and pizza, and ultimately trying to obtain the most victory points. So this card-based game can be found for about $27 in a pretty medium-sized box. Uh, and the expansion goes for about another $12. Although, of course, feel free to check with your favorite game store. Uh, gameplay is estimated to be 20 to 40 minutes for the base game, which I would definitely say is a little bit on the short side for four players. Uh, and even taking, like, say, that 40-minute time span, yeah, I, I do think it's pretty short for four players. Uh, to me, I'd say it's easily about an hour, maybe a little bit more than that with people who already know how to play. Uh, and that's just with the base game. The expansion, of course, does, I think, add more strategy and therefore, of course, it adds more length uh, to the gameplay. But yeah, that's about that. Uh, and for the mechanics, though, as usual, we'll turn things over to Leanne. So Fort is a smallish box game that is a competitive and highly interactive deck builder with a lighthearted and slightly nostalgic theme. Because guess what? You're a kid, like Kevin was saying. So thematically, you're a kid playing with and amassing friends, that's the deck building part, and competing to win the game with the most victory points. Building the best fort by trading in resources is one of the strongest ways to accumulate points. The player who hits maximum fort level 5 gets the macaroni sculpture, which is worth 4 bonus points after all. But there are also other paths to victory. So I'm going to attempt to summarize the gist of how gameplay flows in Fort, but if you're familiar with leader games, you know they can pack a lot of action into a relatively compact component setup, and Fort is definitely in line with leader game style. Each player receives a player board that has a Fort level tracker and space to hold your stuff, aka your pizza and toys that serve as the currency and resources in this game. Well, and the nice thing is, it is actually called your stuff. Yeah, it's so that's pretty thematically neat. your stuff, yes. Um, which is just, it's really fun. Um, you also start with two best friend kid cards that match your player color slash suit, and that the other players will not be able to take from you ever. More explanation about that shortly. Then everyone draws eight more kid cards, or these cards can be drafted in the advanced setup, to form your starting deck of 10 kid cards total. 
The concept is that on each turn, you play a kid card from your hand, do the actions on the card, then gain a kid card. You can either gain it from the central market, which is called the park, from the deck, or from any other player's yard, which is the area in front of each player where cards are temporarily parking lotted before going to a player's discard pile. Then you discard your used cards, place the rest of your hand in your own yard, and then you redraw back up to a full hand of five. At the start of your next turn, you move any cards that haven't been taken by other players from your yard to your discard pile, and then you resume the steps of playing from your hand, taking card actions, etc. So in this way, you and your fellow players are continuously cycling through your cards and also having the chance to legally steal cards from one another on every turn. In addition, most cards trigger two types of actions. There's a public action that can be followed or copied by other players as long as they discard a card of the same suit. And there's a private action that only the player who played the card is able to do. The actions that happen during the game are things like gaining and storing resources, which are those pizza and toys, converting one type of resource into another, gaining cards, adding cards to your lookout area of your player board, which is basically permanently buffing your ability to copy that card suit, trashing cards from the game, copying other players' resources, scoring points, and leveling up your fort, which confers benefits in the form of points as well as special abilities and quests that give you more points. Obviously, this isn't a comprehensive or complete rules teaching, but I hope you get the gist of how interactive Fort is because of the types of actions that you're able to take and how cards can continually change hands through legal stealing. Our review today is not only about the base game of Fort, but also the super cute Cats and Dogs expansion. With a few additional components that fit in a small box the size of a deck of cards, the Cats and Dogs expansion adds two modules to Fort. You can play with dogs or cats or both. So in a really brief summary, the Dogs module adds a doghouse board for each player and a deck of 18 dog cards. In the game setup, instead of drawing or drafting eight kid cards, each player draws or drafts five kid cards and three dog cards, and the rest of the dog cards go back to the box. On your turn, you can choose to play a dog card instead of playing a kid card as long as you can meet the dog's needs, which usually means adding cards or resources and or having a fort of a certain level. When you meet a dog's needs, you get to take the action on the dog card, which other players can't copy, and you get to tuck the dog card under your doghouse board. At the end of the game, the player with the most dogs in their doghouse scores 7 points. Cats are quite different from dogs. The Cats module adds a deck of eight cat cards. In the setup, you deal one cat card per player in the center market area. During the game, the cats move around. At the end of each player's turn, you check to see if the active player attracts any of the cats to them based on the condition on each cat card. Cats that you attract are placed face up next to your player board. You don't lose a cat if you no longer fulfill the attraction condition. The cat will stay with you until another player fulfills the condition, or they'll just stay with you for the rest of the game if no one else ever fulfills that condition. At the end of the game, each player scores points based on the number of cats they have, which can range from 1 point to 10 points depending on the total number of cats. The game continues until one of three things triggers the end. 
somebody gets 25 or more victory points, somebody reaches the maximum fort level 5, or the kid card deck runs out. When the end of the game is triggered, you finish the round, so everyone has the same number of turns. And then you total the points, and the player with the most victory points wins. And that's fort. All right, appreciate that rundown. So we'll go ahead and get into our notes. Uh, for the positive side, there's a lot to actually mention here. Uh, personally, again, as mentioned, I like the artwork. Uh, there's something, again, about it that just kind of grabs me where it, it has that sense of whimsy. And I like that actually Kyle can very much apply his style to different themes. So, for example, you know, if he's doing something like Root, uh, there's that touch of whimsy. There's something, I don't want to say serious about it, but, you know, it, it just has just the right amount of fun to it, I guess. Uh, Oath, same thing. It's a darker color palette, so it feels a little bit more serious, I guess. Um, but it's still very much his style and, and again, adds that, uh, I, I hate to say whimsy, but like flair, I guess, that makes it feel very different than maybe other... I don't know what to call it. I don't want to say mystical, but, uh, um, you know, uh, again, just a, a little bit of a heavier theme, we'll say. Uh, and then all the way to Fort, which is definitely more fun, and it's very colorful, very vibrant. Uh, so, again, I just, I, I like it. I don't know what else to say, I guess. Um, and then, aside from that, it is a kid-friendly game, not just in the sense, of course, with the theme. Uh, I think we've talked about some games where, by complexity, it's quote-unquote kid-friendly. Uh, but the theme, I would say, isn't necessarily kid-friendly. Yeah. yeah. And of course, vice versa, where the theme might be, um, you know, something that's kid-friendly, but uh, the complexity, I mean, I don't want to say that kids, you know, can't play complex games, but, you know, it just might be a little bit more challenging, I guess, for them. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like that this has that range. Uh, and then the expansion, I do think adds a lot of depth. So if I kind of break it up, I think with the base game, uh, it's it's a very straightforward game, and I guess vice versa in a word of caution, might be a little bit too simple. I think for some players out there, especially if you're a, a moderate or heavier type of board gamer, but I think with the expansion, it does make it kind of reasonable, I guess. You know, if you play those heavier board games, now there's enough depth for you to kind of grab onto and enjoy versus I guess yeah I don't know again without it it can become light so aside from that the component quality pretty good uh, it's a dual layer cardboard player mat uh, which is always nice there's the uh, printing on the toys and pizza so like it does say toy and the pizza has a little uh, pepperoni pizza decoration on it which is cool but yeah, I guess that's pretty much it for my positives. Words of caution, uh, as I mentioned, yeah, base game can be pretty casual. Uh, aside from that, I wish the player aids maybe were a little bit better, or maybe there was something about the icons uh, that could be just a little bit easier to grab onto. I know it's kind of nitpicking a little bit. I mean, if you play it a handful of times, you'll start to get used to it. But uh, if you also let it sit for a while and then you come back to it, kind of definitely need that refresher with you know, just the different types of pictures, especially with some of them looking similar-ish. You just want to always, of course, double check yourself because, you know, uh, as with any other game, similar is not the same and can cause you to have very different outcomes. So, but that's it for me. What about for you? 
So I'm also a fan of the artwork for Leader Games. In Fort, I would say the artwork is cute but quirky with an edge to it. The card suits are things like skateboards, shovels, glue, and squirt guns. And the kids on the cards have fun nicknames like Bitsy and the Scrappers. One thing I really like about Fort is that there's a lot of interaction. Because it's built into the game that you can copy other players' actions and it's usually advantageous to do so, it means that you're incentivized to pay attention and stay engaged throughout the game. And you're also rarely sitting idle for long, which, you know, if you listen to our podcast, that's always one of Kevin and my kind of pet peeves, I think, where, you know, if, if one person is just APing and taking a long time and everyone else doesn't have anything to do, that can really drag. Fort is not like that because of the copying uh, mechanic. Oh, I like that. That's a really great note, actually. I mean, something I forgot. That's, yeah, a great point. Yeah. And I, I also like that... Um, that Fort is also simple enough that you can keep track of what other players are doing and what their strategies are. There isn't that much hidden information. I mean, you can see how much stuff everyone has. You can see what level their fort is. You can see what suits they have in their lookout. And I think this is intentional on the part of the game designer because this game is meant to be full of this one-upmanship where you're able to actually calculate and take actions to beat other players to the punch. I think it's a, it's like a race without a racetrack, you know? Um, on the words of caution, I would agree with Kevin that there's actually a fair amount of complexity and symbology for a relatively light and short game. It does take a little bit of getting used to. There's also a lot of different action combinations on the cards, so you may not be able to fully optimize your strategy right away. But that's part of the fun randomness, right? Or at least I think that's what people intend. One of our friends also questioned whether there's ever a viable win strategy that doesn't involve maxing out your fort levels. So this was something that we kind of debated. We actually do think there is a way to win even if you don't go all out on your fort. I think we've seen at least one game, right, Kevin? I where think there it was, was at least two. Okay, where there was a lot of non-fort scoring. So, you know, take that for what it is. I'm definitely not the expert on winning games, but maybe this is something more people should weigh in on. Well, and to be fair to him, I think that comes back to base game versus with the expansion. Because I think with the base game, uh, while I admit it's possible to win without maxing out your fort, I, I would have to believe it's extremely challenging, uh, to put it lightly. But the expansion, of course, opens up... Uh, the avenues to score right with the dogs and the cats and and it really just changes uh the the style right that you're trying to achieve a race for so again yeah a lot more whether you want to call it randomness or strategy uh, can definitely change it up good point okay so i guess that's pretty much it then for our notes uh i, I guess you can't see it but i'm clearly missing the cue over here so we'll go ahead and get into our decisions then so from just a base game perspective, uh, this might be a little bit shocking, you know, given all that I've said, but I think I would just call Fort a play. Hmm. I think if I look at it as purely just the base game, I think it was a fun, great game the first two, maybe three times. Uh, but, you know, after that, it was like, you know, okay, um, we, we kind of know what we want to do, what we have to do etc etc we've seen most of the friends and yeah i mean okay cool uh we we still are kind of set in our strategies 
with the expansion, like the cats and the dogs, of course, um, yeah, I would say that it definitely ups the play factor. And it was kind of funny when I was thinking about it, as people know, I'm a, I guess, bargain hunter. So, right, with the cost $12, uh, it's adding about 40% compared to the cost of the base game, which uh, you can't tell, but uh, Leanne is giving me the two hands up in the air. Uh, because, yeah, she's saying, well, it's just $12 or whatever I said it was. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's literally $12. But that's like 40%. That's like a 40% increase. But it's two modules. And you actually have, it actually adds three options. Because you can play with just dogs or just cats or both. Wow, so that's like $4 <laughs> an option now. Man, feeling feeling a little, a little rough over here. Oh, my gosh. And then taking it the other way, it's like, wow, you know, it's $40 as a complete package. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, wow, it's kind of brutal for a medium box type what? of game. So, I mean, sure, really? there's the cute cats, there's the cute dogs and all, but uh, yeah, I, I was, again, just mathing that out anyway. In so. this day and age, I feel like games are so expensive. Everything is so expensive. That's true. So, yeah, I guess I'm just a pretty cheap guy, but still, nevertheless, coming back. So, with the expansion, though, I would say it's actually still a purchase. Despite the uh, dramatic double-digit percentage increase uh, that you pay for, for the expansion, I actually do think it adds enough to the game to make it worthwhile. And I'm not just saying it for, you know, again, it, it's fun and it's cute to have the cats and the dogs, but uh, really there is a meaningful increase in the depth. And because it's so modular and, and actually very easy um, to change out the modules, I think with most expansions, if we look at them, whether say like, I don't know, Root, Seven Wonders, well, I guess Root if you keep all the boxes separated, uh, it's pretty easy still. But um, yeah, like uh, Seven Wonders, Quacks, uh, I could go on and on, Dominion to an extent. At, at some point, trying to integrate, not integrate your expansions, unless you literally keep every component separated, uh, it, it can be very challenging. And once you start integrating it, it can start becoming pretty unwieldy to take it out of the game or just insert one part. But anyway, yeah, I think this is pretty seamless. Uh, even at, again, that 40% massive increase, she's shaking her head. It, it is totally worth it. I think it's a purchase. So I think this is a purchase. I, I mean, base game with the expansion. The expansion fits inside the base game, by the way. I think it's just, I mean, storage space-wise, I think this is really good bang for your buck. I think it's really fun. I think it's competitive and interactive and, you know, not too heavy, but it has some strategy to it. Um, I love leader games work. I think this game packs a lot of experience in a pretty small package. All right. Well, there you have it. So I guess uh, if we look at just the base game, you have one play and one purchase. Uh, with the expansion, you have double purchase. So yeah, I mean, I guess it's another solid game from Leader Games. So yeah, maybe it's worth checking out. But as always, we thank you for listening. Hope to catch you on the next one. Thank you.